Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. This is our first case of the week. Yes, it is. First of three brand new cases dropping this week. We're really excited. We kind of have a theme, you will notice. Yeah, yeah we do. As we go along this week. And we are working on a brand new case for Patreon we're really excited about, too, which yes. is the disappearance of Agatha Christie. I hope you all know who she is. Very famous British mystery novelist. Yeah. The disappearance and reappearance of Agatha Christie. Yes. Yeah. And you should know her most famous characters, Miss Marple and Hercule Perrault. Uh, mm-hmm. If you haven't read those books, please do yourself a favor and read them there. They were really my introduction to murder mysteries, which probably oh, led yeah. me right here to a true crime podcast. So yeah, we're doing that for Patreon. Really interesting. So you mm-hmm. can find us on Patreon by going to patreon.com and searching true crime paranormal and you'll find us there. And if you become a patron of ours, then you can uh, see that case. So it's going to be a fun one. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I'm very excited about that one. Yeah. So before we get totally started, we usually do a quick check-in. Katie, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. Looks like uh, parts of our state are going to get pounded with snow this week. They're calling it a polar vortex. Please, God, let it miss us. (laughs) No, we don't need a polar vortex. Oh, I'm not. I'm not even interested in a polar no. vortex. <laughs> miss me with that. Literally miss me mm-hmm. with that. Entirely. Thanks. Yeah. Really though. All, all is well here. My piggies are sure bored. They're driving me crazy. Just, oh yeah. They're so ready for spring. So yeah. Cause we either have like spring like weather or we get pounded with snow and super cold mm-hmm. and it kind of alternates. And so you'll start to, feel like, oh my gosh, it's getting warm. It's getting better. It's going to be nice. Mm-hmm. And then boom, yeah. you get a photo. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Pig's latest stunt is Scott keeps pulling big sheets of ice off of the back of the house. And when they hit the ground, they shatter and there's, you know, ice everywhere. Well, they've figured out how much they like to eat that and crunch on it. And so oh, yeah. they will bring a big mouthful of ice in the house through the piggy door oh. and then chase each other <laughs> around fighting over it screaming and bawling and slobbering and ice and water everywhere and you know trying to get to a corner where your sibling can't get to it so you can eat it all yourself and yeah so we've had ice wars going on i finally took fiona outside yesterday and pointed out a piece of ice that she could eat so that she would leave her brother alone and she didn't touch it no because it wasn't about having a piece of ice it was about him not having a piece of ice but exactly exactly in true sibling form yeah Belligerent toddlers. That's what people call having pigs in the house. And it's true. It's like having belligerent toddlers. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you know we're fine. We're just fighting about ice and making big slick wet puddles for me to slip and fall in. And, you know, <laughs> things are normal. <laughs> How are you, you doing? Know, you know, I'm good. Y'all probably saw my haircut. Um, yeah. I'm good. Just needed a change. And this yeah. time of year, I just get ready for something different. Like, I'm sick of all my clothes. I've worn them all friggin' winter and I'm just tired of everything. Just yeah. ready for something. Time to break it up. Gotcha. Other than that, I am good. So today yeah. is a cold read case for you. So this mm-hmm. is a listener suggestion. So thank you so very much. We are going to talk about the West Mesa murders. Okay. So 
West Mesa is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's actually a little um, area in Albuquerque that um, at the time that these bodies were found was an, as an undeveloped area, but it was actually in city limits. So there were 11 women and a baby, like huh? someone was pregnant with a child, that were found. Um, their bodies were found in 2009 uh, on the West Mesa. And so it has been uh, believed for um, ever since then that it was a serial killer. This was like a serial killer dumping ground. They were able, authorities... They weren't killed at the same time. No, not killed at the same time. They believe that they were buried there between 2001 and 2005 based on satellite imagery of the area. You can see uh, the changes like Mm -hmm. to the ground and there are times when you can see tire tracks there and stuff. This was in an arroyo, which arroyo is a wash, like a big wash. And so it's not a place that people really went, Mm -hmm. you know, other than obviously to bury bodies. Um, Satellite imagery of the area between 2003 and 2005 shows tire marks, patches of disturbed soil, that kind of thing. So the way that these were, these bodies were found is sort of interesting. So by 2006, like development was kind of coming in on that wash and there were houses being built around it. And Mm. they started having a problem with flooding. Uh, around the around the wash because the wash was not acting the way that it should and the reason that it wasn't acting the way that it should is because it had been disturbed mm-hmm. they didn't know this at the time so but essentially the, it's uh, like a drain field it's yeah, yeah. draining okay yeah and wasn't so the developer of like the housing community there built a retaining wall to and um to channel water to like a retention pond to keep it from flooding these houses sure and in doing that exposed some bones and that's when these bodies were found um unfortunately these women were uh a part of a large sex trafficking ring they'd been trafficked okay and they were so what was happening is in New Mexico and Texas, there was this large trafficking ring that was basically providing um, trafficked humans to large events like state fairs and Mm -hmm. other things like regularly occurring events. Mm -hmm. So there were events in Las Vegas and in El Paso and in Colleen, Texas and in Denver where they feel that some of these people were trafficked to those cities for particular events and then trafficked to other cities. Mm-hmm. So that's where these women had been and, and had, you know, they feel that's where they came from. So it was on February wow. 2nd of 2009 that a, uh, a woman was walking her dog mm-hmm. there in the area and found a human bone. Mm-hmm. And so the police started digging and of course they found 11 women and girls and, and a fetus there. They were between 15 and 32 years old. And most of them were Hispanic from, and and were from that local area. There was only one who was not from that local area. Her name is Sylvania Edwards. Oh, Selenia, sorry. Selenia Edwards. And she was 15 and she was a 15 year old runaway from Lawton, Oklahoma. And she was African-American. All of the rest of them 
were Hispanic and believed to be from kind of that area. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say their names and their ages for you. Okay. We have Jamie Barella, 15, Monica Candelaria, 22, Victoria Chavez, 26, Virginia Cloven, 24, Selenia Edwards, 15, Cinnamon Elks, 32, Doreen Marquez, 24, Julie Nieto, 24, Veronica Romero, 28, Evelyn Salazar, 27, and Michelle Valdez, 22. Okay. Uh, let's see. So there were, um, there are some other murders, seven other murders that they feel are connected to these murders. They were not buried in the same place, but they feel that they may have been killed by the same person. So that's just something to know. Okay. Um, so let's see. So let's talk about the suspects. I want to give you some suspects and see if you feel like any of these are this person. I would also like to know if you feel that they were all killed by the same person to begin with. They started calling this serial killer the Mace, the West Mesa Bone Collector. And so they saw this this man as being the murderer of all of these women. Okay. So no official suspects have ever been named. No one has ever been charged. At one point, there was a $100,000 reward uh, leading to arrest and conviction, but that never went anywhere. But there were some men who attracted the attention of the police that they were investigated for this. So the first is Fred Reynolds. So he was a pimp in the area and he did know one of the women and he did have m- photos of missing sex workers in his poten- in his pod- possession and he did die of natural causes in January of 2009. So then we have Lorenzo Montoya. Uh, he lived about three miles from the burial site and uh, In 2006, apparently there were dirt trails leading from his trailer park to the site. Like somebody was walking back and forth from where he lived, but it was a trailer park. So not necessarily just his trailer to the site. That was just walking dogs. I I don't feel like that was nefarious at all. That was just people walking. Yeah. Um, In December, 2006, Montoya did strangle a teenager at his trailer And then he was shot to death by the teen's boyfriend. Um, The killings did stop after his death, but that, you know, doesn't necessarily mean they're connected. Mm -hmm. So then in uh, August of 2010, the police looked at a man named Ron Irwin and he lived in Joplin, Missouri. He had tens of thousands of photos um, of sex workers. And he used to visit the state fair in Albuquerque. The police say that they did eventually clear him, but it's not known. And he did, you know, weirdly have a lot of photos. Yeah. And then in December of 2010, Scott Lee Kimball, who was a convicted serial killer in Colorado, did say that he was being investigated for the West Mason murders. He said he didn't do it. He never admitted to it. You know how serial killers are. (laughs) <laughs> sometimes they admit stuff they didn't do and sometimes they don't. Right. He, it wasn't him. Okay. Yeah. So then in 2014, police started looking at this man named Joseph Blee. He was known as the mid-school rapist. 
In the 1980s, he would break into the homes of 13 to 15-year-old girls who lived near McKinley Middle School in Albuquerque and rape them. And in one case, there was a DNA sample, but the rape kit was not, uh, oh, they didn't test, it wasn't retested until 2010, linking him to the rape. So in 2015, he was suspected by the police of killing a sex worker. Uh And his DNA sample was on their clothing. This person was not one of the West Mesa murders, they, but they were found dead in, in Al- Albuquerque mm-hmm. um, on Central Avenue, which is apparently a street where sex workers work. Mm-hmm. So also near that body, there was a, a tag from like a tree that you would buy at a nursery um, near that body. And this was a nursery that apparently he frequented. Hmm. He was Finally sentenced in the mid-school rape case in 2015, which, good hell, he, he committed those rapes in the 80s. Yeah. Um, at 58 years of age, he was given 36 years. So he is in prison mm-hmm. right for those. Do you feel like, for? okay, first question. Should we take oh. a commercial break and then dive in? I forgot. We're taking okay. a commercial break and then Katie will let us know what she thinks. Okay. Life is complicated. The last year has been so hard on sensitive people. So many uncertainties and so much heavy energy to wade through. People are working on jobs and relationships, energy work, self-development, and health. So why call me? Because my clients are my family. When you invite me onto your team, I will do all that I can to help you shift from a place of surviving to a place of thriving. I can help you shift from uncertainty, stress, fear, lack into a place of joy, peace, clarity, and abundance. Give me a call. Katie Weaver, professional psychic advisor over at OneTwoListen.com. Why do I have the Jeopardy music in my head? (laughs) Okay. We are back from our commercial break. We have been covering the West Mesa murders, and we are ready to ask Katie some questions. Excuse me, and get her cold read on this situation. So my first question for you is, is this a serial killer case? Were all 11 of these people murdered by the same person? Mm -mm. Okay. No. So what do you think about that? Tell us more about that. This was, I want to say, a cleaner. It wasn't all the same cleaner. But these were women who, for whatever reason, had to be ended and disposed of uh, because of of the sex work. So basically, I feel like they came to different ends. Some of them, I feel like, were beat up so badly by a John that they died. And this was the solution that they had, you know, again, like I, I want a cleaner is the word that just keeps coming up to me that they had not the same cleaner. I think they had a few different men that were involved in this, but they basically had a spot, you know, they had a spot. This is where we take them. Uh, the one that was super pregnant. I feel mm-hmm. like she was trying to get out and ended up in a big fight that got physical and she was injured or killed. I, I, that's the other thing is because they were killed different ways. And I feel like uh, 
you know, basically some of these came to like domestic violence type sins. Some of them I feel like were very sick or, you know, had something going on with them and they didn't want to take them to the hospital. And so they were killed instead. This is, it's really brutal, but I feel like all of them were, ended up being killed because of the people that, I don't know what to call them, the pimps or the, uh, the organization, you know, the, the traffickers, thank you, because of the traffickers that they either killed them themselves because of, you know, whatever acting up or trying to get out or causing a problem, or they killed them because they were sick or a John killed them. And this was how they disposed of them. I feel like all of those things happened, uh, you know, cause they all, they didn't all just die exactly the same way. This was various right. causes of death. Time. Yeah. Or at the same time, but this was just their spot. This is where they were dumping them. It's, it wasn't a serial killer, but it was definitely, uh, you know, tied to, it was because of the trafficking and because of the situations that they were in. This was true, like, you know, kidnapped into trafficking, you know, not ever getting out kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that totally resonates with me. Um, any of the n- names that I mentioned that had been considered p- potential suspects, did any of them actually kill any of these women? I think that the first guy that you mentioned that he didn't kill them himself, but he did have people that he worked that worked for him that were involved okay. in this. So I think he was involved. I just don't think he was the killer. Okay. And that was Fred Reynolds. Mm-hmm. The other guy that had all of the pictures of trafficked women. Yes. Right. I feel like he's just, he's involved in planning these events. He's involved in trafficking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The rest of them. No, I do feel like, however, that there was, you know, because there were some bodies that were buried nearby that were separate from this. And I feel like they were truly separate. This just happened to, turn out to be a convenient spot to dump a body. And so I feel like there were bodies in the area that had nothing to do with this case or these people at all that could have been a serial killer or, you know, could have been something along those lines, but totally different case. Yeah. 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 Wow. How horrible. I mean, they, they treated these women like trash. They were property. Yep. Yeah. They were property. And if for some reason they couldn't uh, perform up to, uh, you know what they were supposed to anymore? Yes, they were disposable. Mm, that's horrifying. It's but again, horrifying. some of them were like murdered by Johns. Some of them were beat to death, killed yeah. by, you know, by Johns. And then these guys have, were taking care of them. Yeah. So some of them were killed by people who were paying for prostitutes and mm-hmm. at these events and getting yeah. too rough or whatever and killing them. And getting away with it. I mean, that's the thing. There's lots of killers associated with this. Right. Right. Yeah. I absolutely feel that too. And you know, the problem is that when they found them, they were bones. Right. And so their causes of death are very questionable. It's yeah. difficult to prove when there's nothing but bones left, you know, then without some really serious forensic review, which I don't feel happened in right. this situation. No, it's very sad either. for me that this many women could go missing in this area and their bodies buried yeah. and nobody knows because yeah. no one, you know, no one noticed at the time that it was all happening. It was long, long. It was many years after four, you know, four years mm-hmm. after the last burial that they believe, you know, anybody actually noticed what was yeah. going on here. Yeah. 
That's terrible. It's terrible. It, it adds more to, you know, the MMIW cases that we're doing this year. It's so much more than just the indigenous, uh, you know, women, all women of color are at a higher risk for domestic violence. They're at a higher risk for trafficking and they're at a higher risk of yeah. being murdered. And, yes. you know, this is one of those cases that uh, definitely puts a spotlight on that. Mm-hmm. Well, in Albuquerque, they really, they have been working on breaking up this trafficking ring, but you know, the problem with trafficking rings like this, particularly like in um, Albuquerque is that, you know, people just disappear down into Central and South America and, mm-hmm. you know, they're very fluid. They have a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. They just continue but it makes me wonder if anyone had ever noticed anything during the time that those bodies were being buried, if something funny was going on down in that wash if people lived near, you know, mm-hmm. if somebody said something. And I feel like this is one of those yeah. situations where you have to remind people, if you see something, say something, right. Speak, up. speak up. If something looks weird, talk about it. Even yeah. if it seems silly, even if it seems like it's not a big deal, it could mean finding something like this yeah. much sooner. Most I feel like probably saw some stuff, you know, mm-hmm. you probably saw a vehicle driving down in that wash, which might mm-hmm. seem weird. You know, I remember mm-hmm. we, we visited our dad who was staying down in Portside, Arizona. Yeah. And he was staying in this, it was like an RV park for mm-hmm. retired people. And there was a huge wash mm-hmm. that we had to walk across to get to this big market that we went to. And it was one of yeah. those washes that would take on the water when there was a big storm, yeah. um, to, you know, so that there wouldn't be flooding. And I think about that wash. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you remember that, that wash? It was like it was a creepy. big yeah. canal bed, you know, yeah. it was super creepy. Mm-hmm. It was. And I, I just, as I was learning about this case, I just kept thinking about that wash thinking, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it because it is, it's just this huge, empty expanse of like a, of a big empty creek bed right riverbed and it's oh. not somewhere that you would go with a vehicle it's not somewhere that you would have a reason to drive down into for anything well except for i could see people here driving down into a place like that to shoot their guns or maybe even to hunt i could see teenagers pulling mm-hmm. down into places like that to mess around right you know and so i i'm yeah. sure people saw trucks pulling down in yeah. there and probably totally misinterpreted why they were there they may have. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is that, you know, something like that, you go there for a specific purpose. This is not a place that is a thoroughfare, basically. Mm-hmm. You go there for a specific purpose. So yeah, mm-hmm. just reminding everybody, if you see something that seems weird, say something, even if it comes to nothing, it, it's okay. Yeah. You know, because even if one in 10 of things like that get reported, actually find something, you might save yeah. somebody's life. Absolutely. And had they found sooner they might have had more information about them you know they were able to identify them at least but beyond that you know they haven't been able to which is quite the miracle that they were all reported missing and that they were able to actually identify all of them is actually i think pretty amazing it Um, is it is because a lot of times these cases end up with a lot of jane does yeah yeah but now these days with dental records i think um you know even then dental records can, you know, identify people when nothing else does. So yeah, true. Anyway, just another reminder to see if you see something, say something. 
Due diligent. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Katie, thank you very much. I appreciate sure. that read. I really resonated with it. That had been my feel all along too, mm -hmm. is that they're looking at the wrong place because they're looking for one guy and it's not one guy. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. It is Monday. We have two more new shows dropping this week, plus our live stream case update on Wednesday and our live stream uh, the Psychic Hour on Thursday and oh. our brand new Patreon show coming out in a couple of days uh, about the mysterious disappearance and then reappearance of Agatha Christie. So stay tuned for all of that. You can find that over on our Patreon. And we just want to say thanks for being here and listening. We really appreciate your support and your participation. You guys are the reason we do this. For sure. So thank you for being here. Thanks, guys. Take care. Hi, I'm Christy Brower, podcaster and professional psychic. I have spent the last 14 years honing my skills as a psychic and a healer. I work on the Purple Ocean app. You can find it in any of the app stores. And I am available every day for video and chat readings. I specialize in pattern breaking, uh, particularly in relationships, but really in any area of your life. If you're feeling stuck and like you can't move on or you can't let something go, I am the reader for you. That is exactly what I focus on. It's what I love to do. I love to help stuck people get moving. And I've been doing it for many years and have been very successful at it and can do that for you as well. So if you are having trouble letting go of a relationship or a fear or a challenge of any kind in your life, come see me at Purple Ocean and we will do everything we can, me and my guidance system and my intuition and you, because it's always a package deal that we work together, but we will find a way to break that pattern for you. So come see me over at Purple Ocean and let's break your patterns. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.